We will have three speakers and uh, who will speak for 13 minutes each. And I think I will be the timer. And Sandra, if you will go first, you are the first speaker. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sandra and I'm a food addict. And I was hoping I'd go first so I could sit back after my, my talk and listen to these fabulous people. Anyway, I'm just so happy to be here this morning and grateful for the opportunity to talk about miracles. Oh my God, who would have thought it that I would be talking about miracles at a, at, at a Region 2 convention? So I, I am here and I welcome the newcomers. I'm sorry, if you're a newcomer, wave your hand and maybe I could send you, yeah, thank you for coming. This is really great. So, I, I want to tell you a little bit about me, uh, and you'll know, you'll learn even more about me as we, as I go through my talk. Well, um, by the way, Wendy, will you have a timer? Will you give us a sign or something? Yes? Okay. Wait. Um, so, this is uh, a talk on the miracles of recovery. And so, um, I got to tell you that what I'm doing right now is the latest miracle. I am basically a very quiet, introverted person that's easily, you know, can just stay by themselves. And um, so to sit here before you and talk about miracles and talk about my life is still difficult, but I'm learning to say yes. I'm learning to say yes to the world. And um, what, why not have um, this incredible time to share and say yes to the recovery program that has given me so much. So, um, you know, I'm I was interested also when I was asked to speak about miracles. And I thought I'd go and find some definitions of a miracle. What it said about a miracle. And it just amazed me. It said that um, it is surprising, it is welcoming, it's considered to be the work of a divine agency. I like that idea of an agency. I could see us as an agency and beyond. Um, that it's, um, it's highly improbable. So it's not something that's going to happen all the time. Extraordinarily, it's an extraordinary event or development that brings welcomed consequences, amazing achievements, and outstanding. So um, I thought that that would be a great backdrop on my talk because so much of that is true, you know, and I've experienced miracles and I like to move along with you and let you know how I did that. So one of the things um, I'll begin with is to tell a little bit about my story and then bring recovery in. So, you know, I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. I'm one of three siblings. And um, I uh, was raised by um, uh, two parents with a drinking problem. And um, 
the behavior was really very hard. It was very violent, emotionally violent at times and physically. And so I grew, I grew up with a lot of fear and um, wanting to stay by myself because if I stayed by myself, I can control everything and it wouldn't be so tough. But um, I had to have something to keep me company and sure enough, it was the food. And I remember very early in my life talking to food. Yeah, talking to food. I talked to the Rice Krispies, you know, it was my friend, they talked back to me. And, um, and it went on like that, you know, and really it continues in a lot of levels today. But I have choices today, really, that I didn't have as a, as a child. And uh, that's what I have to remember and keep having in my head. So um, recovery is really very important to me. And um, some of the things that I've done around recovery is to find ways to incorporate the steps in my life. Because that basically is the, is the recovery, the step process. And it's nice to have a little slogan around the steps. And this is something that I borrowed from other programs because I've been in recovery, I've been in an OA for 33 years. And so, you know, after putting down the food, it's pretty empty inside there. And so I found other programs to help me along as well as OA. And, I, and of course, OA is my main pro, um, um, program. So um, when I think about recovery, I think about the, the steps, and I have the, some slogans for that. Steps one through three is giving up, giving up my old way of living, my old way of life, my old way of being. You know, saying yes to this uh, conference and being here. And um, also looking at the denial. I had so much denial in my life. And the ability to put down the food was so incredibly hard. You know, until I learned and I surrendered to the idea that I have a disease. And so giving up meant giving up the food but bringing in life so that's where the miracle is there um i used to be a night eater so i had another miracle of walking down the hallway before you know before i did that i was actually praying to god one night because i couldn't stop eating in the middle of the night and um, this one night I got on my knees and I asked God for help. And I got up again in the middle of the night and walked to the refrigerator, towards the refrigerator. And I was stopped by a presence that was just so profound. And I say this often, I, people who have heard my share before, um, it was a, a sense of someone really being there holding my hand and taking me back to bed. And that 
was one of my first miracles. And I also see miracles as spiritual experiences. So I learned that in the first three steps, I had to surrender to the idea that I was an addict, a compulsive overeater, so that I can get recovery. I had to get off the fence and start working a program. So um, that's giving up for me, give up. My um, second slogan is owning up. You know, looking at the way my behavior is, the actions I take, the choices I made in my life. And I own up by doing the fourth step work. Something that was incredibly difficult. It was just took a whole lot of courage to do fourth step work, to look at my character defects, you know. But as I continued to do that, life got easier. Isn't that amazing how when you do something really difficult, on the other end of it, it comes out like a rose. It, it feels so good that I've accomplished this. And so, you know, um, you know, owning up, owning up to what my faults and defects are brought me incredible sense of peace. Um, and something that, I, of course, I continue to do today. And then um, I move into step seven, eight, and nine is making up. You know, um, one of the things about being an addict is the poor relationships that I've had in my life. Uh, it's not that the people were poor, it's just that I didn't know how to do relationships. And the steps have taught me how to stop, how to make amends, how to say I'm sorry. But beyond saying I'm sorry, just to change my behavior, be a friend among friends, you know, um, be the first one to, you know, just say a kind word. So that was part of my waking up. And then my steps 10, 11, and 12 was all about, you know, keeping up this work. And if there's one thing that I can continue to do always is to keep coming back, you know, to keep coming back to meetings, to keep working the tools of the program, this is what really has created the miracles in my life, you know, that I could share today. I have, you know, um, as far as my personal life, um, I am my last standing person in my family. All my uh, siblings and my parents have passed away. And, um, you know, uh, it's been difficult to be alone, but I realized that in the spiritual program and in OA, I'm not alone. And it's helped me just tremendously. 
It's made me feel alive. I've made friends there. I've made enemies, not too many. <laughs> uh, and I am really grateful for that. So um, I'd like to say one of the things that when I came in, thank you, thank, thank you. When I came in, I saw so many people happy and at their goal weight, you know. And I had, I, as I said before, I, I've been in OA more than 30 years. And there was a saying there that I'll never forget. And it was, don't leave before the miracle happens. And so I'd like to just extend that out to everybody that we are all miracles and don't leave before that miracle happens. So thank you so much for being there. I so appreciate all of you coming to this workshop. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Our next speaker is Selma and I will give you a one minute warning. Um, can you hear me? Okay, great. Hi, everybody. My name is Selma, and I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Thank you for showing up today. It's really great to see everybody. Um, I, uh, you know, the topic of this uh, workshop is miracles of recovery. And I thought, uh, and I was told 10 minutes, so uh, 13 minutes is... Um, <laughs> a little bit more, but how can I how can I express what the miracles of my recovery are? How can I um, how could I tell my story in that short amount of time? Because there's so many miracles. But so I gave it some thought um, because I really it's been a long time for me. I came into OA um, my very first meeting. I was 16. And uh, I'm 63 now. So um, I was 16. It, I had, um, all, you know, already in my teenage years, which was during the late 60s, early 70s, um, it was unusual to be overweight. You know, I mean, I always share this, but people, uh, kids um, walked everywhere, rode bikes, you know, there was five channels on the TV, no video, no computer, all that. Everybody remembers that. So um, plates were smaller. People weren't overweight. And uh, so as a teenager, I was already, you know, I became very depressed that uh, um, I didn't fit in. All I wanted was to be thin and be able to lay out at lunchtime in my bikini with all the other girls to get the suntan and not be humiliated in um, PE. And I was only about, um, well, at the time I was, I would say 30 pounds overweight, but, but I felt like I was 300 pounds overweight. Um, and uh, I came in, uh, let me just give you some background. I've been in OA 42 years. I uh, maintain about a 63, 60 some odd pound weight release. Um, and uh, I have about 28 years of back-to-back -back abstinence. So um, it's just one miracle after the other when I, 
when I look at my life today, given where I was uh, when I was searching for an answer to my, um, what I felt was like a nightmare life because I couldn't make sense of it and I couldn't understand why I was depressed all the time and I couldn't, um, I couldn't uh, stop eating and every, nobody else seemed to have this problem. So in high school, you know, I bought um, amphetamines um, in the back lot from anyone who was selling them. I, I took a lot of amphetamines, a lot of speed to not eat. I did everything I could to try to lose weight. All I wanted was to be thin and all I wanted was to not be depressed. And you know that vicious cycle of, um, uh, if only I wasn't fat, I wouldn't be depressed. Wait, maybe I'm fat because I'm depressed. Wait, maybe I'm, no, I don't know. I don't fit in. Oh my God. And no one, no one, you know, my girlfriends would start a diet every day, but they, to me, they weren't fat. They were just wanting to lose weight and look better in a bathing suit. So um, I went into um, college right when I left home at 19 was when I became bulimic. And then, um, then it became a real living nightmare because I thought that being bulimic would take care of everything. But the only thing being bulimic did was give me the ability to keep eating all day and all night and all night and all day and all weekend. And, um, you know, then I was on this vicious roller coaster of binge, 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 starve, 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 starve. So I'd try to take the amphetamines, the speed, um, for as many days in a row as I could to not eat because I couldn't not eat. And I think that's one of the miracles of this program is that I hear a lot, I hear people say around me, um, I just, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I just don't want to be fat. These are people in my life. But for me, it was, I think the reason I joined Overeaters Anonymous was because, no, I, yes, I did not want to be fat. But more than that, I wanted the monkey off my back. I could not stop eating and I could not not eat if there was food in front of me. And I could not, if I wasn't eating, my mind was obsessed with eating. And I just didn't know. I said, wait, this can't be a real life. This can't be a life. I mean, how, how am I, I going to live my life? I can't. My whole life is consumed with, and talk about humiliation. I mean, alcoholism is well known. Uh, drug abuse is understood. But food addiction? I mean, back in the 70s, um, I went to a, um, a psychologist for therapy, and I told him what I was doing, and he said, you, you do what? And I just thought, oh, no. Oh, my God. I, mean, I am as bad as I thought I was. It, it, they've never heard of this, and I was just so um, ashamed and so embarrassed, so... Um, that's kind of like when I go back, I'm not trying to paint like this dramatic, overwhelming uh, uh, production of, wow, I was uh, 
so bad you can't but I really when I think about the miracle about where I where I was and where I wanted to be and how I got there and I remember uh you know I was always dieting at home as a teenager and then in and out of college I would move home and I would move out and I would move home and so I had a, you know and I've always been lived pretty close to my family I'm from um uh, San Mateo, you know, the peninsula, I uh, went to San Jose State, San Francisco State. Um, so I moved in and out of my parents' home to pay for college. Um, but I remember saying to my, my, you know, they knew, they they were trying to be supportive of me. And I, I you know, my mom said to me one time, Selma, when you really, really, you know, I just said to her, Mom, how am I ever going to do this? And she said, when you really, 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 really want it, you'll get it. And I, I didn't know how to react to that statement. Part of me was like, what? When I really want it, I want this more than, I want it more than anything in the whole world. I mean, I couldn't even just say, oh, well, forget it. I'll just be fat. Diets don't work. I couldn't stop eating. And when you eat that way, you cannot function. You can't work. You can't go to school. You just, you know, how am I going to get my next food? Or how am I going to not eat my next food? Um, but I remember that always stuck in my head. When you really, really want it, you'll do it. And I couldn't, I couldn't decide whether that was cruel and mean or whether that was something to give me hope, because I really, really, really wanted it, you know. And um, I look back on that now, and I think um, it really means that you can do anything that you put your mind to. And I think I think of it now when I set other goals for myself. But what it also meant was it didn't wasn't going to happen by a miracle. The miracle happened when I got introduced to Overeaters Anonymous and got, you know, and that's why my, my theme song for my life is the Rolling Stones. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And um, Overeaters Anonymous, OA, and eventually Hal um, gave me the tools to start figuring out how to put the food down and then deal with life on life's terms, um, go through the pain, go through the feelings without using food. And that was the, where the work was. I had to get into therapy. Um, I had to go to tons of meetings, do lots of service, which I, you know, I'm still involved in, you know, the program and the tools and the steps and service, but, but um, it took years and years. So I have uh, like 28 years of abstinence, uh, and 14 years of uh, relapsing and um, two steps forward and one step back and three steps forward and trying all the different programs in OA, um, uh, gray sheet, blue sheet, um, big book, no, no, three meals a day, nothing in between, um, uh, all the different versions in and out trying to figure out what worked for me and then ultimately when I first came in everybody most everybody was weighing and measuring that was 1978 I think but you know there's always been that controversy 
But over the years, um, that ended up being what was the easiest for me to do to maintain my um, sanity and to know how much to eat and when to stop. So I would say, uh, now I got into how about 28 years ago. No, I have 28 years of abstinence. So I probably got in about 30 years ago. I can't remember. I'm not good on dates. But the, the back to the topic of the meeting, the miracle of the program is that I was led to the right therapist. I was read, led to the right sponsors. I was led to an area where there's lots of meetings. Uh, and I uh, was given the tools to work this program so that one day at a time, I got the monkey off my back. And all I wanted, you know, what I would always say was all I wanted was um, to live a normal life, normal, normal, ups and downs, you know, highs and lows, good times and bad times, because I felt like all I'd ever had was bad times. And um, so um, I, uh, I finally, you know, got to the place where I, I realized, wow, I'm living a normal life. I have friends. I have positive relationships. I know how to deal with my emotions um, without eating um, or uh, reacting. I have choice. One minute left. Okay. Thank you, Wendy. Um, so uh, anyway, that's the miracle of the program. And an even bigger miracle is that I continue one day at a time to um, be abstinent and to be grateful and to figure out how to live life without compulsively overeating. And um, that's it. I'm really grateful to be here today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Selma. Our next speaker will be Lisa. And then after Lisa speaks, we will have time for questions and shares. And uh, right now, Lisa, welcome. Okay, so um, my name is Lisa. And I'm a compulsive, oh, I'm a compulsive eater. And um, so I'm going to share on what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. So my disease kicked into gear when I was eight. I compulsively ate junk food and healthy food. And I ate when I was happy, glad, sad, or mad. Food always made me feel better. Of course, I chose foods that gave me the biggest bang for the buck. When I couldn't get sugar, fat, or junk food, I ate large quantities of healthy food. The only time I ate one thing was when it was the last thing. I found OA in 1995 when my counselor told me he wouldn't see me loaded up on sugar. I needed counseling since I grew up in a dysfunctional home, was dating a drug addict, and had thoughts of suicide. When I did get to the program, I loved the pro program, and I saw and heard it was possible to be free from sugar. Sugar was an upper for me, but it always made me angry and rageful. It took me two years to be absent from sugar. 
But even though I was abstinent from sugar, I still compulsively ate other food in large quantities and used exercise to look good in the rooms of OA. And even though I was still look so compulsively eating, I wanted to find the solution. So I tried everything. I did the tools and used them like as a checkbox. I worked the, the steps. I even did a big buddy, big buddy, big book stuck, big book study. And that didn't work. I, I tried things like loving my, myself and putting stickies on my bathroom mirror, but that didn't work. I tried fear and I tried studying everything about compulsive eating. And of course I tried outside me methods, hypnotherapy, light therapy, a psychic, her herbs and vitamins, different types of food plans, mindful eating. It, they all were helpful in their own right, but nothing stopped my compulsive eating. So looking back, I was missing a solid, solid step one. I didn't know all of my foods and behaviors that trigger my allerg allergy of the body. So November 2013, 2013, I was on a six month binge. I didn't know I was starting a six, six month binge, but it was terrible, terrible. I became utterly dis desperate. I couldn't stop even though I wanted to stop so badly. My weight took off. I was living to eat, not eating to live. I binged hard before work and after work and tried to look normal at work. I was in the grips of compulsive eating. Since I exhausted all possible solutions with nothing stopping my compulsive eating, I realized I was going onto the bitter end. I knew my bitter end would be death, not from a heart attack, but from mental torture and self-hate. I knew I would eventually kill myself, kill myself. But something happened, a miracle star started. On May 21st, 2014, a thought came into my mind to go to an OA meeting I had never been to. I looked on the OA website and saw there was an OA how meeting that night. I had never been to an OA how meeting, but what did I have to lose? I went and for the first time in my OA life, I saw and heard of long-term abstinence. 
people were in the room smiling and laughing. They weren't emaciated or lethargic, like I thought, oh, oh, how people were. They studied the big book, and I loved the big book. After the meeting, I called someone to see if they could sponsor me. They told me, go to the 7 a.m. Saturday meeting in Walnut Creek, where there's lots of sponsor. I live in Fairfield, and that meant I would need to wake up at 5.15 a.m. to get to that meeting. I told my higher power, if you want me to go to the meeting, you'll wake me up. I didn't set my alarm. The miracle started, started. that morning. I woke up at 5.15 a.m. I went to the meeting and again saw and heard of long-term abstinence. I didn't have any willpower to do what they all did. So I tried to sneak out. I didn't want a sponsor, but two people stopped me and asked me if I needed a sponsor. I said yes to the second person. I knew my higher power wanted me to try. I was willing. I did everything she told me to do, and every day I was granted the daily reprieve from compulsive eating. I learned about my allergy of the body to sugar, flour, quantities, and artificial sweeteners. I worked the steps to be relieved of everything that was blocking me from my higher power. With a solid step one, I could implement all the steps and tool of the program. And finally, finally, I was shown the solution to compulsive eating. So what, what is it like now? The program of the 12 steps and my higher power have freed me from my mental obsession. I have no desire to eat any of my addictive foods, overeat, undereat, or, or, or overexercise. My friends, families, strangers can eat my binge foods right in front of me, and it doesn't bother me. The smells of my binge foods no longer call to me. My higher power has granted me neutrality around food and I'm at a healthy body weight. I absolutely know without a doubt that I have an allergy of the body. I cannot eat sugar, flour, artificial sweeteners, and I cannot eyeball food. I work all the steps throughout the day, watching for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When they crop up, uh, I ask higher power to remove them. I tell someone about them, make amends if I've harmed someone, and turn my thoughts to someone I can help. I pray throughout the day, asking my higher power 
to direct my thoughts and actions and to give me courage and strength to do my higher power's will. I listen for all the signs and look for all the signs from my higher power. I know my job today and it is to be of maximum service to my higher power and fellows. Today, my reliance is on my higher power and I go to higher power to help me with all things in life. Only with this, I can be the person higher power wants me to be. A patient, tolerant, kind, and loving human being living life on life's terms. And I, I'd like to end uh, by just saying part of the hidden promise, promises from the big book. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatic, automatically, automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. Thank you so much. May God bless you and keep you until next time. Thanks. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for your share. So at this point, we do have uh, 10 or 11 minutes to open it up to uh, questions or shares. And if you would raise your hand using the Zoom hand, either I will call on you or my code tech person will call on you to share. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Dina, compulsive overeater and anorexic. Uh, I loved, I loved everyone's shares. What a great way to, to start this, and I was taking notes. Um, is there a way that we can get the, the phone numbers of our, of our speakers, our panelists? Um, yes, uh, I think I have a, you can use me as a contact name, and I'll put it in the chat, or the tech people will, and I'll make sure that you are able to connect with the speaker. Okay, just wonderful. Thank you so much. Wonderful spiritual nourishment. Thank you. You'll also be sent, you'll also be sent um, all of the contact uh, information. She's so funny. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to just be funny without my face. <laughs> um, Hi, I so enjoyed um, the discussion, and um, I really, um, I was really looking forward to the how panel, 
and um, uh, that's how I got abstinent in OA a gazillion years ago. And um, so, how left our area? So, is how still part of OA? Yes. Okay, so I can say how meetings in my meetings, and it's not a dirty word. Right. It's a beautiful <laughs> word. It's a beautiful, beautiful word. I, um, I um, kept directing people to this meeting, and I, um, for one part it was advertised as a how panel, and then it went away to just miracles. <laughs> so um, that was a little bit confusing. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of breath, but I'm so grateful that how is not a dirty word because it so helped me, and it's just one um, uh, one facet of OA, and uh, I think I'm just so grateful to OA. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you to our speaker. Okay, I see there was a Steph who was interested, but I don't know if you're still interested. And then Greg T. Okay, so here it is. Um, I this is uh, I'm, I'm a multiple program kind of person and uh, the one thing that really struck out stuck out for me was um, when she one of the speakers was describing how desperate she felt um, and how um, you know like there's no nothing more I can do I've done everything I can I'm one of those people who wants to be a high achiever and I want to do everything as good as I can as well as I can as thoroughly as I can and um, it didn't work, you know. It just didn't work, and because it was me, and uh, I had to, I had to go to outside help, and that's good, because that gave me a clear enough mind that I could actually be receptive to what people were saying, you know. So I didn't know I had to do that, and then I learned that by going to meetings and being completely overwhelmed. But I learned that, and also I just want to say the way they describe, you guys describe how you felt before you hit bottom. That is, that is the message that really hits home. That's the 12-step message, and I really appreciate your being willing to share. And I also uh, really empathize with the, the uh, person who's kind of a, an introvert by nature. I mean, like COVID's a good thing sometimes if we don't want to go anywhere or drive. So um, I just wanted to say um, my hat's off to you for sharing and doing this hard thing. Thanks. Thank you, Greg T. Then Janice. Hi everyone, my name is Greg T. Um, compulsive overeater from Los Angeles, newcomer. Uh, just uh, in my starting my third month here. So uh, lots of questions. Everything I heard has been so wonderful. Uh, I, I try to go to many meetings, and the the one thing that I guess it is just a question since someone brought it up. How I don't I don't I'm just curious what that what that is. I know now. I know it's a part of OA, but I'm not even know, show, I don't even know what it. What's how? Thank you. Um, contact me afterwards. How is a different? It's a food program that has a specific uh, menu, a food menu, and guidelines, and it stands for honest, open, and willing. Be happy to talk to you about it afterwards. Janice? Hey, Janice. Hi. Uh, I just want to say that um, I really, really enjoyed um, all three speakers 
and just to hear uh, the miracles. And um, I know for me, this program has been a miracle for me. Um, it has saved my life, gave me hope when there wasn't hope. And um, it was um, just wonderful to hear uh, the, uh, the speakers share on their own personal miracles and that have happened in their life. And I can identify with them so much. And um, I'm just, you know, this whole um, virtual uh, convention to me is a miracle. And uh, I got up this morning, I got excited. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the opening last night. And, uh, you know, um, our higher power does, does for us what, you know, what, what we can't do for ourselves and just makes things work. So thank you for the shares. And, um, and this program is a miracle to me. Thank you. Thank you. I saw Kat B, if you're still interested in speaking. Kat B, you're unmuted if you'd like. Okay, hello. Um, I love miracles and I like how somebody said they were surprising. So like I have to look for them. And then were you surprised? I want to hear from the speakers. Like to tell an overeater that you have to stay home and the only place you can go is the grocery store. I mean, how did you, you know, did you have any miracles during the, you know, COVID um, shelter? You, you know what I mean? So, um, thanks. Hannah would be next. Would you like to speak, Hannah? All right. Uh I wanted, I'm sorry, I, this is no, Wendy. That's okay. I Go ahead, Wendy. I wanted to see if the speakers wanted to respond to Kat's question. Go ahead, Selma. Yeah. Hi, I'm Selma, compulsive overeater. I'll just say quickly that um, I thought, I mean, I have a lot of recovery now, so it wasn't difficult for me, but. Um, I think back to the time when I was trying to get abstinent and going to the store under any circumstances was difficult. Um, so the important thing was not keeping any food in the house that would trigger me. And, on, and at times when it was really difficult and I didn't trust myself going to the store, I would bookmark the trip to the store. So make a call before, maybe during and after. And if, you know, it was pre-cell phone, then it would be a call when I'm leaving and I commit to making a call when I get home and just making sure that my, that nothing was in the house that would trigger me. So, um, you know, it's individual for everybody, but it is ironic that, um, you know, we're stuck with our addiction and can't leave the house, our, our addictive substance. That's why, thank you. Yeah. Um, also, Kat, I thought that was great that you asked that question and that there are, I know that I survived so many tragedies in my life, deaths, you know, and occasions where, you know, you just feel like you, there's nothing else to do but eat. But because we have so many tools and 
um, the steps, you know, and the more you have this need to eat, the closer you want to get to the spiritual part of the program. And that's why we have those three parts of the program. So most of all, keep coming back. Uh, you're here and you're in the right place. Thank you. So Hannah will be our last speaker. Oh, okay. I'm Hannah Compulsivita. Thank you all, all the speakers and Wendy for monitoring. And I heard so many things and I just, when somebody talked about, you know, not being able to leave the house, and I've been around for a while. Uh, I used to leave the house when the urge struck, and this was a long time ago, and I came when we had the gray sheets, which is very similar to how, and I would leave the house, and I would go to shopping malls, and those, those days they didn't even have a food court, march up and down and up and down just to get away from things. And today, uh, I stay busy, I mean, very busy with program, and we have a chance now to go to so many meetings. I mean, I'm not restricted to just a couple of meetings. Like I go to one in Germany where my sister is in program. I go to one in Chapala where I go once a year, except not this year, it was canceled. And so, you know, the variety of things. And I think that is what's so wonderful about this program. And I try to make light of everything. And believe me, I didn't have a sense of humor when I came. My husband always said I was sitting on it. Okay, I got up and I have it now. And so I, you know, I wrote to my sponsor and I said, let me tell you about my exciting day. I went to the grocery stores, then I went to the doctor, and then I went home. And that was the most excitement, of course, not thinking about, you know, meetings and stuff. So I tried to make light of it because otherwise I would get back to where I was when I came very depressed. There was nothing positive about things, you know, and I have survived a lot of tragedies, too. If you've been around for over 40 years, of course, I lost my husband. I thought my world was coming to an end, but I had my program and the people who helped me through it. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, everyone. This is all the time we have for this session. I would like to thank all of our panelists for this workshop and all those who did service that made this session possible. If you haven't already, please be sure to visit the online store to purchase convention-themed products, plus the opportunity to make additional donations to Region 2 if you are able to contribute. For anyone who'd care to join in, let's conclude the session with a stretch and the OA promise. All right. Standing up and reaching out our hands to virtually put my hand in yours. I put my hand in yours, and together we can do what we could never do alone. No longer is there a sense of hopelessness. No longer must we each depend upon our own unsteady willpower. We are all together now, reaching out our hands for a power and strength greater than ours. And as we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest dreams. Keep coming back.